Season two of the inches, and we're back with a great guest, Tim Bailey at ISL Agency, to check out how the agency side affects sports sponsorship. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another season in another episode of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship and how digital was affecting and shifting the way we look at selling as well as engaging fans. I'm your co-host, Nick Lawson, uh, co-founder of a company called Squad Sports that helps uh, sports teams and events um, engage sponsors digitally with easy plug-and-play assets. And the goal of uh, the Inches podcast here is just to uh, share some wealth, share some ideas, some stories from people in the industry and see if we can't uh, build up uh, sports sponsorship and have new tips and tricks of how uh, the industry is shifting with the introduction of digital uh, assets and digital items within the industry. Uh, this week, great episode. I wanted to shift it up a little bit and not just go with teams um, on this new season. So uh, good friend Tim Bailey, uh, worked with him when he was at a team. Now he's over at the ISL agency, which used to be ISL football. I really wanted to get a agency side of how they're looking at sports sponsorship and dealing with partners, properties, events, things like that. So a great episode. Tim's a great guy. Some really in-depth knowledge on data, how they go to sponsorships, how they're looking at sponsorship um, through technology on the agency side. So I think some great insights here for teams as well. Uh, so without further, further ado, this is Tim Bailey at the ISL Agency on another great episode of the Inches Podcast. Welcome again, Inches Podcast listeners. Um, excited to be back here for season two. Um, today, I got a great guest, uh, Tim Bailey, business development manager over at ISL um, Agency, who just went through a great rebrand. They've done a lot of great work in sports sponsorship uh, for some of the big teams, big brands. Um, uh, so, really excited to get into that. But thanks so much, uh, Tim, for for jumping on this morning and, and being on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, Nick. I uh, appreciate it. You know, I love kind of starting off with this side of things just because there's so many people trying to get into sports and trying to get into um, this industry. Um, you know, how did you get started in sports? What was your journey to, to where you are today uh, in in the industry? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I've been working in it for about four, four years now. Um, Kind of always wanted to be involved in the sport industry, um, you know, going through school, going through my master's, taking internships, kind of just always learning, figuring out what, what was uh, the piece that I gravitated towards the most. Um, coming out of my master's, um, took a job with a, a coaching franchise in South and North Carolina on the business side of stuff really started to get to just touch on everything from um, your web development, customer relationships, um, marketing, email marketing, uh, business to business, basically everything at a pretty young age, which was pretty exciting. Um, took a, took a couple other roles, kind of just hustled every day, um, trying to figure out what, what I was going to gravitate towards the most, towards the most. Um, and I kind of got my first opportunity to work in, uh, pro sports for the Charlotte Independence, uh, the USL, um, went aboard as uh, as an account executive, just working on ticket sales. Uh, but the great thing about the environment was um, it was small enough where you got to touch on a lot of different things. Um, 
but uh, it was big enough that you actually got to work on some real tangible stuff as well early on. So quickly gravitated towards the sponsorship and marketing side of stuff and business to business relationships. Um, also got that uh, experience with the ticket sales as well. Um, and then from there, uh, once I gravitated towards it, just tried to absorb and uh, study up and figure out uh, everything about the industry I could. Uh, about 18 months after working with the independents, um, I had an opportunity with ISL. Um, I knew somebody there approached me, uh, kind of filled me in on their plans. They had some opportunities coming up, uh, like you mentioned second ago with the rebrand uh, that was a really exciting time for them and that was going to be one of the first projects that um, I really got to get involved with uh, from day one so um, yeah he, he approached me with that opportunity came aboard uh, I think I'm about uh, seven eight months into it now with ISL we just launched the new brand so uh, yeah I guess that's my background um, I played so I was a soccer guy I played soccer in college and one year while I was getting my master's in management as well. So always was a sports guy, but eventually gravitated towards the, the marketing sponsorship side of it. Nice. That's awesome. You know, we, it's funny. It's, I want to kind of take just some segments on everybody's story, no matter kind of what people get into, uh, they usually start off on that ticket sale side in sports. Um, mm -hmm. it seems like sort of that first, um, not really trial by fire, but get you in there, get you talking to fans, get you selling some tickets and then kind of, kind of working your way up through there. So that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, you know, we, we had connected through the independence and then you went over to ISL. Um, and obviously you guys work with some, some great teams, especially, uh, the Barcelona sort of school system. Uh, what is, what is ISL? It used to be ISL football. Now it's agency kind of what, what do you guys do? What's, um, what's, the big thing on the rebrand kind of just a background for some of our listeners on, on the organization. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a pretty cool story. Um, Alex Cern, Mark Segarra, uh, two of the three founders uh, of ISL. Um, they began ISL, what was ISL football uh, just over five years ago, uh, just putting on a couple of events for FC Barcelona locally here in, here in Charlotte. Um, they did a great job putting it together. Um, and I think the next year they ended up doing 10 events. Um, and it kind of just started to, to build from there. Uh, those two are from Barcelona um, and they have some strong relationships there. And that's kind of where that relationship started. Um, and everything kind of began to snowball from there, you know, really just began uh, as a, a soccer event management for uh, dealing with a lot of, obviously with the Barcelona stuff and the youth soccer academies, uh, camps, all sorts of different stuff, year round stuff as well. Um, and in that process started acquiring new relationships. Um, you know, we worked with Audi, we worked with, uh, the Dos Santos brothers. Um, we've done all sorts of different stuff. We've worked with universities. We do trips over now to Man City. So lots of new things just kind of started to snowball on one another. Um, and then, uh, when I was approached by uh, the CMO here at ISL about the rebrand opportunity, basically where it was at was, um, you know, we're, we're getting all these great opportunities. We provide all these great services, um, but we just really need to reposition in a way that tells our story of what, what our services actually are, what we do, who we are, where we've come from, and something that kind of reflects the growth of, of what ISL 
football has, has really developed into. So, um, what we, what we are now, ISL Agency is a, a global sport management and marketing agency. Uh, you know, we have small offices in San Diego, Austin, Chicago, Columbus, um, Costa Rica, uh, also just to name a few. Then we have uh, a headquarter over in Barcelona. Uh, we have an office here in Charlotte, and we're opening up a new uh, American headquarters down in Miami uh, at the end of this year as well. Um, so that's exciting. Um, some of the services we're now providing, or we were providing, but we've finally been at the opportunity with the rebrand to tell what we're doing. Uh, you know, we do experiential design, we do sponsorship around those, we do product development and management, um, we do marketing strategies, we do VIP, VIP hospitality, which was something that um, wasn't really uh, told before. You know, done with done stuff with Luis Suarez, DeAndre Hopkins, Rob. Grankowski, Lionel Messi, just uh, doing stuff all the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's give it a little bit of context of where we've come from. It's pretty impressive to see where it started with just a couple of events, just a couple of employees getting started. Now we've got over 30 full-time employees from San Diego to Barcelona. Um, we've got dozens and dozens other part-time contractors or employees around the world helping support the programs and uh, it's really exciting stuff and now we kind of get to drive forward the new brand and um, acquire new business and uh yeah that's about about it i guess where we're at today nice that's awesome you know building an agency kind of from scratch like you said um it's tough, right? It's uh, it's kind of getting in, getting in with the brands, getting in with the right properties, especially with so many agencies out here. Um, and you guys did a great job on the rebrand, um, great job announcing, love the website, uh, new logo. So, uh, you know, definitely, definitely high hopes. I know you guys will kind of rock it. What I would love to, you know, you you work with brands all day, um, in you know, celebrities and properties and things like that. Um, you know, in your day to day. And, and as most of us kind of in this industry are seeing, you know, there's a shift to digital attention is there. Um, that's where, you know, fans and, and consumers are spending 90% of their time. How do you guys kind of um, deal with that um, on the digital side? And then, you know, what are what are brands really looking for uh, when it comes to kind of that digital engagement? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess what what I've kind of been seeing uh, and obviously the, the market's kind of trending towards that way as well. Digital side with, you know, the new data collection, um, you know, the, the trends in getting pretty granular and understanding your audience as well, I think is extremely important. So I guess us as the agency, it's extremely important that one, we understand our audience heading into a conversation with a potential brand, you know, who, who they are, what are their preferences? What are their brand tendencies? You know, types of uh, what's their income, types of jobs. Just getting really, really granular. Now, uh, we typically want to have between you know 30 to 40 uh, data points when we're going into a conversation with a brand for those exact digital activation um, opportunities. So, you know, when we're able to approach with some pretty specific audience data. Uh, then they go, we go, we also have these great digital activations going on as well. Um, and we want to create an, an authentic platform that's customizable with you guys uh, speaking 
uh, in a very authentic way towards them uh, as well. You know, whatever that, that, that brand or that sponsor's goal might be, you know, whether they're looking for brand awareness, direct sales, coupons, drive traffic to the website, whatever it is their, their specific lead capture, whatever they're specifically looking for, um, we want to make sure that we have really specific audience data for them to make a really clear decision to activate on our uh, digital platforms as well. Um, I mean, that's kind of what we've been seeing, and, and it's kind of one of the first things we always try to recognize when we're going into uh, a new property, a new uh, event, a new anything. Um, that's kind of one of the first things we try to recognize that uh, I guess it's one of the main pluses of of digital sponsorship is that that data, that lead capture, that information that you're able to get. Yeah, no, I can't speak enough to personalization, um, especially on the sponsorship side. And I think brands get that too as well, right? Um, for you guys, you have a property, it's reaching a certain demographic. How then uh, can you kind of connect that brand imagery, um, brand focus, brand message uh, to get it to the right people? Um, I'm really curious kind of on the experiential side because um, you guys do a lot of events and I think you guys are doing the Mick Cup um, this year um, as well. Kind of what do you... Uh, yeah, that's coming <laughs> late, uh, end of next year. End gotcha. of November, beginning December. Nice. Yeah. So what do you guys do, you know, on an experiential side? Obviously, um, it's an, you know, it's an experience. It's it's out in an event. Um, you know how how do you guys kind of tie sponsors into that side, whether digitally or not, uh, to make sure that you know it's fitting on brand um, and and fitting kind of their goals. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess the best way to answer, like you mentioned, we have uh, Mick USA, uh, which is coming up uh, end of 2019. Uh, it's an international uh, youth soccer tournament. Uh, attracts all the major academies it's been played in uh spain for the past 19 years and we acquired the rights to host it in the united states for its first time um all the large clubs barcelona real madrid man united will be bringing their their top top academies out to it um and and the great opportunity is for american uh, academies the opportunity to pit themselves against the world best world's best um you know neymar the neymars the the Ronaldinho's, the Felipe Coutinho's, they've all, this was kind of one of their first international tournaments where they all got started and, and they've all come back and been ambassadors at the events as well. So I guess with, with that, that type of um, event, that op opportunity comes a lot of experiential design for, uh, for the brand as well. Um, Obviously, we, we create the event with the, the user experience, those fans, those players, those coaches, those scouts, those business leaders that are out at our events. Um, but we also want it uh, to, to match the brand's uh, support in the event uh, being an experience as well. So I guess a, a good couple of examples, um, you know, we partnered with, uh, oh, luckily with FC Barcelona, uh, they're partnered with. Audi and Gatorade, and we've done a couple of activations uh, for Gatorade USA and for Audi USA here in America as well. So I guess a couple years ago, we did an activation with uh, the new Q7s that they were able to roll out. And what we did was we kind of, and I mentioned it a second ago, was kind of positioning things in an authentic way uh, that, that make it 
you know, that, that really speak to the consumer and the experience. So we have our coaches, our staff driving around in our Q7s with the FC, with the Barcelona logos all over it. It's part of all their photos. Um, they clearly see that we're utilizing those cars, not just for, um, just for show, but we're utilizing them for transport, for moving. It's very versatile. So, you know, showing that those coaches, those staff can be influencers with the Q7 towards that demographic as well. Um, you know, kind of trying to create a really authentic platform uh, in our events. And that's the type of stuff we'll be looking to do again with, uh, with the, the MIC America coming up the end of uh, MIC USA, sorry, coming up at the end of, of next year. You know, did the same thing with Gatorade, um, you know, Gatorade Express. Hey, look, what we're looking to do here in America, the most important thing is, is, putting the product in the hands of the consumer. That was the players putting the branding out there with it. They have the towel in hand, drying their face. That experience on the, the grassroots level uh, is the most important thing to then driving, you know, uh, brand affinity later on down the road uh, when they're, they're looking to, to pick a sports drink or a, a something uh, for a workout later on in their life as well. So, Creating those experiences is a few things that we've done already, um, and we're going to be doing it again uh, next year. Nice. Um, moving kind of toward the future, what, um, where do you kind of see sponsorship going? There's been a ton of articles, people talking, you know, obviously tensions shifting, therefore brands are shifting, therefore kind of dollars are shifting. Where, where do you kind of see um, – where where sports agencies, properties, things like that are going to have to shift themselves uh, as kind of sponsorship shifts uh, into the future. Yeah, I mean, I think I was even reading something a couple of days ago. Um, it was a survey that 74% of brands, uh, what they're looking for is personalized digital content in their sponsorship uh, platform. It's one of the most important things for them. Um, and, you know, the industry and us as ISL uh, need to meet that as well. Um, and I think, like I'd mentioned before, with the advancements in the past five years with data collection, with what people are kind of able to get very granular, um, you know, on their cost as well, people want to be very, very efficient with all that information that they're getting. They want to be very, very efficient in their sponsorship that they're getting as well. Um, it's no longer logos, 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 you know, signs and a tent. It's no longer that type of stuff. It's, it's now, Hey, what's, what's something customizable, personalized. It's going to speak to the, my audience. That's going to be cost efficient as well on the digital side. Uh, that's kind of what, at least in what we've seen, what I'm seeing in the industry where people are kind of headed towards, uh, that's where I see it going, uh, whether it's on your phone, through text messaging, applications, our social media, all those types of things. Uh, those are going to be really important centerpieces on sponsorship packaging. Personalized sponsorship packaging will be we in the industry should be making uh, when we go into these conversations and um uh, that's kind of what we're we're already working on now, and what we'll keep keep perfecting, you know, in the near future as well. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Tim. Uh, really appreciates time and the insights. Um, where where can fans or, or listeners find out more about ISL and kind of what you guys are doing? 
Yeah, go check out. Uh, yeah, we just launched our new website, uh, islagency.com. You know, there'll actually be a bunch of new things we'll be adding on there uh, pretty soon as well. You can learn a lot about the work we've done, you know, a little bit more about our history, where we're going, all that type of stuff. Um, also, be sure to check out all of our socials at ISL Agency as well. I think every one of them's uh, at ISL Agency, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, whatever. Go check all those out as well. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place you'll you'll, you'll be able to reach them. And uh, if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, feel free to reach out to my LinkedIn as well. I'd be glad to have a conversation with you. Nice. Awesome. And definitely go check out those social channels and website. Again, the rebrand was amazing. Um, really good job on your guys's end. Thanks so much, Tim. Really appreciate the time and we'll definitely have you back on for another episode later on. All right. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate it. Really great episode. Thanks so much, Tim, for the time. Um, and the, the insights there, one key thing that I thought was amazing is uh, the data side, you know, on with, with digital sponsorship, we have so many more data points, so many more robust and key data points. Um, we can go to sponsors and say, hey, what are you looking for? I'm looking for XYZ and audience, you know, ABC, and be able to show the data points that this property is the best, this activation is the best, let's get it rocking. Right. Um, so really key insights there on how they're doing it on the agency side, but heck, why can't we do that on the team side as well as we get some of these uh, activations going on, this, on, on sponsors as well as some of these digital activations. So thanks so much, Tim. Definitely go check out ISL Agency. They're in, doing some amazing work in North America and around the world uh, with some of the biggest brands in sports. So definitely go check them out. Their rebrand has been amazing on that side that does it for this episode of the inches podcast again season two coming up we're going to get into esports we're going to get into agency we're going to get into you know a bunch of different things we're still going to stay on the team side if you're interested in popping on and and and, and sharing your experiences and being on the episode uh reach out uh to me on linkedin it's just nick lawson um at squad sports um and and check us out but again the goal here is just to create uh create almost a suite of stories, ideas, how teams are thinking about different things so that overall in sports sponsorship with the shift in digital, uh, we can create game plans, we can have ideas work out for us uh, and move forward. So definitely share the episode if you thought it was great. Uh, you know, share share the podcast and subscribe. Um, but also if, if you'd like to be on, you work for a major team, agency esports, uh, reach out to me. Let's get you on. Let's get your stories back on here. Uh, Well, that does it again for this episode of The Inches. Um, Amazing, amazing things coming up. Remember to keep pushing those limits on technology and sports sponsorship.